When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode brought to you by Smile Direct. Everyone deserves a smile they'll love, but they shouldn't have to pay their orthodontist a small fortune for it. Amen. Smile Direct Club is the first digital brand for your smile, leveraging technology to help you avoid office visits and cut costs by up to 70%. Smile Direct Club provides them, prides themselves on selling self-confidence at a very affordable price. Ooh, Smile Direct Club uses 3D printing and thermal forming to custom make invisible aligners that straighten and brighten your smile. Smile Direct Club aligners cost a single payment of $1,500. The lab costs are waived and other invisible aligner brands cost up to like five grand on average. That's a lot. Or you guys can take advantage of their easy payment plan. It's only $250 down and $99 a month for 15 months. No credit check required for all of you uh, sketchy people out there. (laughs) There's a $95 risk-free evaluation to see if you qualify for Smile Direct Club. And if you don't qualify, you get your money back. You guys are being offered 50% off this evaluation cost. You just have to visit smiledirectclub.com forward slash sharp today to save on this offer if you, your children, ages 12 and up, or anyone you know is interested in straightening their smile. So you guys get 50% off of their $95 risk-free evaluation to see if you qualify for Smile Direct Club. Um, I got my evaluation kit, and it was really easy to use. Um, I failed chemistry, and I would like Mrs. Im- Mrs. Imborski, or whatever my chemistry teacher's name was, to really recognize my skills now because, you know, I was able to make a mold and put my teeth in it. And now I don't have to schedule an appointment. I didn't have to go to a dentist or an orthodontist office. I did it all in my home. Hello. And the kit came with these little gloves and these creams and I mixed them together. And I I, I was like Bill Nye science guy making my own mold. How about me? Look at me go. I didn't, I didn't need college. Here I am making my own evaluation kit for the Smile Direct Club, and you guys can too. So you just make your own mold, you send it in, and you just have to wait and see if your teeth are going to get straightened. How exciting is that? You deserve a good smile. So go to smiledirectclub.com forward slash sharp today to save on the 50% off evaluation cost. You're welcome. Send me a picture of your pretty pearly whites. Stand up. Stand up. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. This is Jesse Mae Peluso, your adorable host, who just enjoyed herself an adorable marijuana, a, a, a marijuana. That's what I enjoyed. It was my birthday this past week, you assholes. Where were my birthday wishes? No, I'm just kidding. You guys sent me a lot of birthday wishes. I don't really celebrate my birthday. I'm not a big, big birthday person, but I did take my ass to Moonlight Roller Rink in LA 
And I went roller skating with my leopard print roller skates. Hello. Two two uh two rows of wheels, old school, <sighs> old school style. I was cruising around listening to Michael Jackson songs, Beyonce songs, high as a kite. It was delightful. Had a great time. Honey Bear Farms came out. They rolled a joint that was about a foot long. <laughs> Thing looked like a fucking taquito. It was delicious. I mean, that's a pretty great birthday. Roller skating and a little bit of Mary w- Mary J. Hello. Had a good time. I uh, I probably should let you know where I'm going to be performing in these upcoming days, weeks, months. Uh, October 6th, 7th, and 8th, I will be at the Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island. October 21st, uh, sorry, 20th, 21st and 22nd, is that right? 20th, 21st and 22nd, yes. Bellevue, Washington, Parlor Live. Uh, October 28th, 29th and 30th, I'll be at the San Jose Improv in San Jose, California. And then November 10th, 11th, and 12th, I'll be at Helium St. Louis, Missouri. And no uh, Thanksgiving weekend, I will be back home in Syracuse, New York at the Funny Bone, the 23rd through the 27th. JessieMay.com for tickets. If you tell me some wild story about your life, I give away free tickets. You know, I always say, like, you got to do something for them. I always give tickets away. But if, you, if you're the type of person who needs a little motivation and incentive to get something for free, send me a crazy story. Or make a, make a Jesse meme. Make a meme out of my face. I always love when people make fun of me. So do that shit. Um, this podcast I recorded a couple weeks ago when I was performing at the uh, Mohegan Sun in Connecticut with Marty. And this is in between shows. Marty Caproni is my comedy brother. He is a fellow comedian. I've known him for years and he's my confidant in this crazy business. (laughs) And uh, we had two shows and we recorded in between the shows. And so it's interesting because it's an interesting mindset to be in coming off of one show and having to go do another Um, because you don't want to relax too much. You relax too much, then you got to get your energy back up for the second show. So we might have been firing off <laughs> while we were recording. He just literally just took off. He, he had to go on stage. We, we would have talked for another hour and a half. We're like two women in a hair salon. <laughs> but um, I did ask you guys to ask me some questions on the World Wide Web. I do that on my Facebook fan page, Comedian Jesse Mae Peluso. I do that as much as I can. I try and do it every week for the podcast. Uh, let's see. Joe Cat Coplin. What's your high score at ski ball? Only the eight ball version though. Don't sneak in your 10 ball score. Like my aunt always tries to claim is the real score that shouldn't count. And all we know is that the seven and nine are versions, just an abomination to the sport. Are you high Joe Coplin? That was a long ass question. You're, I guess you're asking what my high score at ski ball is. I don't fucking know. I'm not an eight year old girl with with a father who loves her <laughs> that's what those people do um uh, listen i'll tell you what joe i'll go to the arcade and i'll see what my high score can become michael derocher if women always say size doesn't matter why are there different size dildos great question michael derocher 
you know, probably because there's different size holes, you know? I mean, I don't know. I've never been in any other vagina besides my own. God, that's kind of weird now that I think of it. I mean, I'm, I've never really been into women, but maybe I should just venture into a whole, another hole before I die just to be sure, you know? Thanks, Michael, for helping me question my sexuality. He, oh, he has a follow-up question. If you could co-star in a movie with anyone alive or dead, who would it be and why? Gene Wilder, A. Why? Because Gene Wilder, and he just passed away. Um, so, yeah, Gene Wilder, and uh, there's different size pussy holes. Those are the answers for your question. <laughs> Jamie Morse, if you could perform in any city or venue in the world, what would you choose? Japan. Yeah, Japan and Australia. Those are two places I really want to perform. And I would love to perform for the troops. I'd love to entertain soldiers. I've never done that before, and that's something that I want to definitely uh, put some time into. Um, so hopefully I get to do that. I would love to, because it just feels cheap when I just do it for you drunk cunts all the time. I want to do it for somebody who actually needs it. <laughs> you guys know you have your problems. You need it, too. We all need it. Amanda Reziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziziz
in one of those alien filters. She did a little cute Snapchat story. I see you, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you for representing Nancy. Jim Elberry, when is the last time you went to the New York State Fair? Yo, I didn't go this past year. And I think it's been at least six years since I've been. I miss it, man. I got to get some piece of fruit next year. Devin Jones asks, do you believe in time travel? I believe, I don't know about time travel. Um, maybe it could happen in the future, but I do believe we exist across a very wide spectrum of what we consider time. Yeah. You know, like, I think our concept of time is really, really elementary compared to what it actually is. And and if you all do edibles, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I want to get into this episode because I just, Marty and I talk so much shit and, uh, we had a really good time. He's, he's a fun dude to be on the road with cause I feel safe cause he's been through crazy shit in his life. I know if stuff went down that he would step up, step up to the, to be the role that he needs to be. <laughs> and, uh, he's also just a good dude. He's my comedy brother. And I, I love to bust his balls. One of my favorite people to, to drive crazy with uh jokes and ball busting and just talking shit i talk shit about him every day um he reminds me of a short spine shepherd that's his spirit animal if anyone has ever seen one of those that's marty as a dog reincarnate just google short spined shepherd and thank me later i hope you enjoy this episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast with Marty Capone. One sure shot way to get him out of them pants. Take note to the brand new dance like this. Man, why sound weird? Here we go. We're good. Is it good? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. Do it. Do the. Do it. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. I'd fuck me. Precious. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> Put the lotion in the basket. Oh my God! Did the lights just turn down in it here? It did. It's uh. What was that? It's haunting. That was. Really, is it the Native American spirit? You do one Buffalo Bill <laughs> voice in here. <laughs> Put the fucking lotion in the basket, <laughs> and the lights just go off. It's funny. Uh, it's the Indians. Oh, for many we're, years. We're here at the. Where are we? We are at Comics, Comics? at Mohegan Sun Casino in Uncasville. Uncasville. Connecticut. Unclesville. Unclesville. Thirty Unclesville. We were. We went to. Mystic. Mystic, Connecticut earlier. It's very white. Where we discovered white people. Very white, white people. Uh, a drawbridge. A drawbridge. That held white people back. No black people in Mystic. I whatsoever. didn't see one black person. No, it's, Connecticut's like that. Connecticut is like 99% white. It's the weirdest state. But then there's like pockets of diversity. Uh, yeah, like Bridgeport and Hartford are probably the two most diverse and New Haven. But then outside of there, it just looks like the Stepford Wives. Like, every neighborhood's the same. Just like, hey, Marge. Hey, Bill. <laughs> it's not like, you know. That's Dude. why you saw the, the boat with the dog on it. The, the boat with the Bernie's dog who was like, <laughs> on fourth, we prosper. This dog was at the bow of the boat. It was it was a rich-looking dog. Like, the dog looked like its net worth was, like, both of ours combined. It definitely – the dog looked like he had a 401K. And a trust fund it, at, the, at the bare minimum. He's like, tally-ho, tally-ho. It would be a thrust fund <laughs> because dogs like to thrust your shins. I See, I've never watched dogs actually have sex. I'm not – I know you're a big animal I person. haven't watched dogs have sex. Well, no, I take that back. Fozzie did fuck Winnie no. back in the day. Yeah, my assistant's dog, Winnie. Fozzie was fucking her. Liz's dog? Yeah. 
It she used to send me videos because I would l- I'd have Fozzie stay with her when I when I went away because he was getting sick, and she sent me videos of him fucking. Tell me that she played like Barry White in the background <laughs> or something. Like, I don't know, I don't know why. And just fucking, that's he's such a great. Oh, that would be so great. You know who else Fozzie fucked? Um, Brian Callen's forearm. Well, listen, at least Fozzie's trying to make good career moves for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Callen's got some stuff going on, you know? It's like uh, He tried know. to fuck Brian Callen's forearm. Oh, that's hilarious. You and I were talking about... He's got a hairy forearm, though. He's so very hairy. Like Brian looks like a capuchin monkey. <laughs> and he acts like one. He's, uh... I, 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 for whatever reason, I could listen to him for days. Like, whenever he's on Rogan's podcast yeah, or whatever. He's very entertaining. It's hilarious. Vo- he's got a great voice. And he speaks with, um... He speaks with 100% confidence and surety that everything he says is accurate. Yeah, you think he's telling the truth. Like, <laughs> Joe's like, that's not true. And he's like, yeah, it's probably not. It's probably not true. <laughs> Joe sees right through all yeah, his yeah. bullshit. Yeah, well, he sees, that guy's like the oracle. He, he sees through everyone's he does. He doesn't. And he doesn't let anyone get a ba- away with it. He doesn't give a fuck. No, he brought up a great story on his podcast, and then just like they kind of let it go. But it was about uh, a, a comedian that I know in Rhode Island, uh, this kid, Eddie Galvin. Oh, who murdered a heckler? Oh, you know, I asked him about this. Did you ask him about yeah, it? Yeah, he told me to ask him, and we were in the we were in the parking lot in the store, and I was like, my friend told me to ask you about the murder, and he didn't either. He was high, or I don't know what the fuck. He it's not either. He was he was definitely high. I don't think yeah, Rogan's he ever not was high. high. But he couldn't recall the story. I'm like, hey, um, how do you not recall a murder? Yeah, dude. That's something all you, you have to you say is Eddie recall. Galvin. Yeah, because that would make. So he talked about it on his podcast. Like, if you Google Eddie Galvin uh, Rogan, I'm sure it'll probably come up. Uh, Eddie, funny, funny cat from Rhode Island. Been doing it forever. Um, he, he uh, after a show, there was some heckler that was giving him shit. He was on stage, and they got into it in the parking lot or something. What kind of, but do you know the heckler situation when he was performing? Like, the specific thing that went down? Well, I don't know what you could say that would warrant actual murder. But I could think of a few things. <laughs> and, and, honestly... As I think every comic we know would agree that there is the fantasy of murdering that one piece of shit that is trying to ruin the show. So I don't judge Eddie for it. I don't think he tried to murder the guy, but they got into it. And Eddie's a tough dude and picked up a, like a tree branch or, uh, or something and just beat the guy over the head and the guy died. So he beat him by branch? Yeah, it was like technically it's manslaughter, I think, at that point. Because you're not. Why is it manslaughter if you. It, because you killed him like in passion. Like he, Eddie wasn't sitting home like, if that guy comes back next Saturday. I'm going to take a tree branch and club him over the head. It was just like it was all in one thing. That's yeah, what separates manslaughter and murder. Yeah, but still seems kind of fucked up. I think any time taking someone's life, you know. Is he the first comedian to, t- to kill a heckler? It's a great question. That's like a Google-worthy <laughs> question. That's a Google-worthy question. Like I've never wanted kill to kill hecklers. Like I, mur- I've never wanted. To, I think it's fun. <laughs> well, I'm not condoning it. Yeah, I don't condone it. I don't want to say like it's fun and bring it on. And but I don't condone murder, but I'm going to say. I do. I'm going to say. At least there's one less heckler out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there's maybe, one less. Yeah. There's it's And everyone probably minded their P's and Q's, you know, like for like a few months after that. They right. probably were like, hey, you know, we're going to the comedy show. Uh, last time this guy got bludgeoned over the head to death with a fucking a stick. So we should probably just a stick? maybe listen to what the comedian says and it not say tr- anything. It was a trunk of a tree. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fucking trunk. Yeah. I can't imagine taking someone's life. I can't imagine it. But I mean, I can imagine it, but I don't know if I'd actually go through with it. It's wicked dark. But you have those moments where you, like, snap, like, in your head, and you think about, like, those things, like, where you would kill somebody. I like, think about strangling my nephew. I talk about it. Oh, because he's so, like, Cause perfect? Because he's so cute. Dude, that is... I've heard... I don't have that emotion when I see, but like... Your daughter, you don't want to sh- slap her face? No. 
No. <laughs> no. She's so cute. You don't want to just punch her in the jaw. No. Straight clocker. No. 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 I, I think that makes you more damaged than me. But <laughs> well, now. I. I mean, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. You just I'm da- judged. I'm very damaged. What I'm you a- just d- defined. But I never want to murder a kid. Like, I never. But I understand the sentiment. Like, you, you see something so perfect and beautiful. It just. Yeah, I just want to punt it. <laughs> <laughs> just punt your baby. Can you handle. You know what Emily I'm Emily would be about? so pleased if you just. She came home and you're punting oh, the God, kid in the back. Oh, God. She can't even handle it. I don't spell his name with two T's. Is that really. I, a I thing? text her Elliot with one oh. T because autocorrects. Yeah, yeah. And she's always like, two T's. I'm like, bitch. Yeah, teach I knew you when you had braces <laughs> and when your eyebrows met your hairline. You need to calm down and recognize. She's doing well. She's got a castle now. She's so. got a ca- <laughs> My sister has a castle. Dude, how does that happen? That just shows you <laughs> That just shows you. no matter how hard you work at your career or something else. Someone's always going to have it better. Someone can, just, someone can just meet someone they love that also happens to be a so wealthy castle. they can buy a castle. They bought a castle. A castle. I can't. Like a man's home is his castle, but this guy's like, no, 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 my actual home. One of my homes. One of my homes. Is a castle. That's ridiculous. He supports, he literally supports a small village. He's so amazing. He's got. He's just a caretaker. He like supports a village. Not like in Africa, but like his family. Oh, well, I was just saying upstate New York, which is just like Africa. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. (laughs) People hunting for their food. Our malls are nicer. (laughs) People hunting for their food. But. (laughs) I, I, here's the thing. I think that like. That situation, however, that she they met or however, is like that doesn't happen for guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you guys don't get into those like lucky scenarios. Yeah, we don't stumble into some woman who's like who's successful and can can take care of you. Right, and she's just like, oh my god, I love you. I love you so much. I also buy you a castle, a gazillionaire, and I have seven houses. So that doesn't happen. No, not at all. You guys find women who have substance abuse problems and kids from six other guys. (laughs) And you're like, well, I guess I have to build a castle to take care of these people. You know what I think? Here's what I think. I think that, um, you know, nowadays everyone's got that strong. It's this the feminism thing, like the strong, independent. Like I'm, a, and you're like an independent woman. Like you're you're strong and all that. Yeah. But there's still, that's not the reality for the majority of females out there. Well, no, because you don't. You know, it, you it's either a small, find a career where you can be independent, right? Or you need someone to do stuff. And, and if you don't have that, like if you don't have that career, you don't have that that drive or a business or something to invest your time and energy into, then I think you invest all your time and energy in finding somebody who's going to have a career and a business or whatever yeah. to take care of you. But I just it, it makes me resent sometimes when because guys like the new the new fad now is like guys are stupid like it's like we're all homer simpson you know what i mean like every tv show every sitcom i don't know every sitcom is that way the guy's like the big dumb guy like i don't know what's going on right and and then like he's like a buffoon and then the women are always the super smart people and everything else like and like the the assholes they're always like these but they always depict them like strong but they're still bitchy they're like a mom they're like the mom to the big dumb husband that doesn't know what's going on not every relationship is like that no that's not the reality of the world the reality of the world is not that whatsoever it's just like it's like the uh it's like the wage gap too that's that's something that i know sounds weird and deep to get into on a podcast but if you really look at the wage gap thing they always say like uh, women are paid less and blah 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 but no one doing that study ever factors in that in general when you have a kid 
by by motherly nature like they're more nurturing so they're more apt to take the time out of work to which uh, affects stuff to well, that affects compensation if you're taking days off or whatever we don't live kid. in a country where that sort of uh right. time away is is allotted and paid for like they do in scandinavia where you get like which it should a be. year it should be and you get a paternal leave too i talked about this with yoshi on his podcast we were talking about like uh Finland has the best education system in the world, and he spends a lot of time in Finland yeah. for whatever weird Yoshi reason. Yoshi Yeah, Yoshi. That's my boy. Uh, he spends a lot of time in Finland, and the, the teachers in Finland said, they said, what's the difference? And they said, we let our kids be kids. Our kids go to school for like three hours a day, and then we let them play. Yeah, why is it? You know, it, it, school has become like this babysitter. That's all it is. And, and it's like a factory. Like, they have to test well to move on to this, to and test it, well, homework, to move on to that. Like, if you can't get your shit done in eight hours as teachers... I don't understand homework because it takes away uh, maybe a little bit. I get a little bit, but it takes away from just being a kid at home, right. having fun with your family. Don't you think? Yeah, you should like if you're gonna give homework, it should be like one ten minute assignment or something. Quick thing, just so the kid knows how to do work at home on their own or whatever. Right, and to also have to study for right. something. I remember stressing out over homework. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's worse now than it's ever. My daughter's nine and and literally has. Like last year, she had a pile of homework every single night. That's too much. It's too much, and then she and should be smoking weed and getting finger blasted. All right, I'll, I'll, <laughs> that's the worst thing you ever could have said <laughs> my, about my my precious little angel. How does it feel to know that's going to happen? All right, first of all, we don't know that's going to happen. All right, <laughs> yes, we do. We don't know. We, we don't know. Fifty percent of those things are going to happen. Fifty percent <laughs> of those things are going to happen. What's fifty percent? So like. It could be half weed, half finger blasting. It could be half weed, or it could be half I think finger I'd blasting. It's like w- a lot of weed, so then there's no finger blasting. I think I would whatever you want to acknowledge. But how does that feel? It's such a weird. Okay, this is this this goes to how <laughs> unemotionally complicated I am, and how how much of a of like a an idiot I am at basket that I repress it so much that it's not going to happen in my head right now. It's oh. not going to happen. I choose the path. Of Less not traveled. Knowing, uh, yeah, I choose the path <laughs> choose of not knowing path. until I have to know. You know what I mean? Choose the emotional path. Yeah, Less like, traveled. A, let me explain that. As a parent, you wish, you <laughs> hope and pray that your kid gets older and has a happy, healthy sex life, and they meet someone they love, and they they fall in love, nope. and they settle down, and they're happy for the rest of their life. That's not gonna happen. That's what you. Oh, you're the worst person. She's gonna have her heart broken. Oh. She's gonna be. Oh my God. Look, you just kicked the fucking. You kicked. I ripped. You kicked the subconscious. The, the I ripped the podcast out of the wall. Down because you're pissed. She's gonna have her heart broken. Yeah, well, that I'm gonna murder somebody with my bare hands. That I'll probably murder. Somebody. Your your feet are tapping. You're so stressed. I'm out right so now. stressed out. The how old is she? She's nine. Oh, she's got at least three years. She's like my whole universe, and she's so sweet, and she's a good kid. And oh, you try to raise. All change. Right. I know because everyone says that when they're about 12. Girls. All of a sudden it's like, you they know. They hate you. She's going to hate you. Yeah. Yeah. She's go- but you know what? I didn't hate. I, I, my, I think Joe's I had that the with best. Your dad's awesome. Yeah, my dad's great. I didn't have that with my mom. But I don't know if it was different for me because my parents weren't in the same house. So I don't know if like my emotion, my emotional connection with my dad was different because I was living with my mom. But I never had that thing where I hated my dad. Yeah, that's good because a l- that's not usually the scenario. No. Usually, regardless of what you can, I don't know if it's hormonal or what. I think it's hormonal. Did you just say scenario? Scenario. Scenario. Dude, you are. See, the you w- say words sometimes that aren't natural. I say. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, if anyone's keeping track at home, here are the words that I say that uh, woman. I, I can't say the plural of woman. He's, you always say all you say is woman. It sounds singular instead it's of saying woman. It's always woman. Right. You just said scenario. Scenario. Like your princess scenario? Diana. Scenario. Scenario. I say theater sometimes, and that bothers I'll people. I'll kick you in the neck <laughs> if you ever say that around me. I, you're getting a boot to the neck. When are we going to do a theater gig? Uh, <laughs> Guys, what scenario is going to happen here at the theater? Is it is that wrong scenario? Scenario. I, listen to me. I went to 13 years of private education. Why 13? And I can't. Are you speak counting kindergarten? Kindergarten. Of course you are. You went to private kindergarten. I went to private kindergarten. That sounds like some real creepy uncle preschool. touching stuff. I went to private preschool. It was Catholic school too. Oh, so you were getting touched. I wasn't. I was the, probably the only one. It wasn't. That's right. You talk about not getting touched. Yeah. I was. I. I just. You know what it was? I had such a big mouth. I think that if any of the <laughs> priests were shady, they would have just been like, "Not that one. The kid can shut up." You know what I mean? I'm going to wait That's for the quiet kid. You know, Parents I mean? should teach their kids to be louder and more honest. Yeah, I was super obnoxious yeah. through my whole... Like, I was class clown in kindergarten. They used to give accolades in kindergarten. Really? I still have my kindergarten graduation. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really cute. Yeah, kindergarten, eighth grade, high school. You know, it was like... It was ridiculous i was class clown through a lot of those but not, we didn't have that in kindergarten they were like oh you made it so you're not autistic congratulations <laughs> here's first grade i still remember my kindergarten teacher sister connie she was god that sounds like a fake name no, sister the, connie i love I, this lady was so nice right she was a nun big lady right like a big kind of burly lady yeah really sweet she became the principal of my school after but she was always very proper right yeah and then i remember in eighth grade i remember like yesterday my mother and her best fr my mother's best friend was friends with her so th she took her to my parents boat my parents had like a little boat and they she took her to the boat for the for the night for, oh the, for the day is this where nuns scissor and they brought me with him no no oh, okay god now you're talking about my mom scissoring <laughs> what's wrong with you uh so so yeah, it's not enough of my daughter you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna blow up my mom so <laughs> so they, they went to the boat to have some like you know wine or whatever and i still remember sister connie drank 24 of my dad's beer. She yes. Drank. Back then they had a case of beer. My She drank a whole case of my dad's Miller Lite. Well, she was a sister. Well, she was a nun. Are they not supposed to drink? And she was, dude, at 18 beers, she was the most fun lady I'd ever met in my entire <laughs> life. I was like, where were you? Like, we should have been drinking beers in kindergarten. You're the best. How old were you when this happened? I was like maybe 9, tw oh, no, 12. 12, yeah. That's I was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Sister Connie. Sister Connie, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a terrifying thing, too. Like, in four, five years, my kid's going to be going into high school. And it just happens. It's going like, to happen so fast. It's so weird. The older you get, the faster perspective you get. Like, you realize that we're not all here on this planet for very long. It's a, it's a blink. It's a, it's but there's a, a whole other thing out there. I, I experienced that when I was high on edibles. <laughs> Is this when you were in uh, Montreal? Montreal, when I told oh, you God. I died. I still would have paid to see you lose your mind. I passed out. Peter said I was screaming to the people at the Funnier Die party that this is <laughs> nothing is real. I got really high in Montreal off of edibles. See, the problem was I'm too much of a know-it-all sometimes. And I, Peter had his, his uh, brownie, his edible brownie. Yeah, and yeah. so I took a portion of it, like I told you. And when he saw me starting to get really <laughs> high, he's like, just for reference, how much did you take? And I showed him, and he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, he knew. Because I showed him the amount. It was like a chiclet size. And he said that was five times more than I should have taken. It was a chocolate. I should have taken a chocolate chip and not a chiclet. And this I just, there's too much ch 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 in what he was saying. This I thought he said chocolate oh. ch chiclet, and he said chocolate chip. And I was like, you can't ch 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 
There's too much chiches. You chiched a <laughs> chiclet instead of a chip. I thought he said chiclet, and he uh, said chocolate chip. See, you guys worry me with the weed stuff, and I'm not. Oh, you're such a pansy. Listen, Why? I smoked some weed in my day. I'm not saying that in I didn't. your day when in 1972? All right. I was, when your hair I, was long? I, was, I, was, I did have long hair. You were playing guitar in the streets of Tampa? I did do that. When we were in Tampa. That was like a month. That was that like was three awesome. months ago. That homeless guy was great. <laughs> in Ebor. But I didn't smoke weed. But I here's my thing. I'm not. I don't judge anyone. But weed now is so different than when I was like in college and shit. When I was in college, like 93. 94 95 like that that's how old i am uh weed was like just weed like it was like it's still just weed you either now. had weed from mexicans or you had weed that was like northern lights or whatever it was and it was like stronger or whatever but now it's like they people are like chemists they they melt it down into a wax they make <laughs> they, they, they make like back then if you had a weed brownie it was like weed in a brownie mix you know what i mean now it's like well we turn the weed into butter and then we well, filter no, the but butter all and then they're it's doing like, it's not anything crazier see it's not anything like you were seeing god <laughs> You can tell me it's not crazy. You well, no, saw but, but acid, a higher power. Acid can do that. I mean, Bill Hicks talks yeah, about acid yeah, trips in wanna, the 70s. I don't want to relax, take acid. <laughs> That's my point. Like, <laughs> acid has changed people's lives, and not always for a great way. But for a majority, here, here's something. Here's something. Okay. There was a clinical study where people did, um, where they tripped on, on uh, uh, hallucinogenic drugs, yeah. like shrooms. Yeah. And... Over 95% of the people, and I will post this on yep. the internet to show you that it is actual, there are statistics to back this up. Over 95% 95 of the people said that it was the most important experience of their life from from hallucinogenic drugs. Okay. Listen, I'm not judging. Okay. You sound like my mom. Okay. 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 Nancy Finley. Okay. I'm not judging people who take hallucinogenics. All my friends did. I, I would never crack this 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 can of worms in my head. Oh, I would never pop that box over. You don't ever want to shake that thing off oh the tracks. My, it's all over. I'm I you know like I get the Irish side of me. My mother's side is like that repressed side where you don't think about bad things. You Have just, you ever tripped out on anything? Well, the one time this is when I kind of uh, was like maybe not so much with the weed. I had smoked pot and it was laced with something and it crackled. And the next thing you know, I saw I had like an out of body experience. I saw. Oh, myself. this is when you were above the couch. Yeah, and yeah. You saw I saw yourself. myself on the couch. My buddy slapped okay. my face. What and year I was like, was yeah, that? you know what? This is like in '93, maybe '94. Oh my god. And I was like, y y I was like, yeah, maybe not so much for me. And but see, this is I feel like you you treat weed like scallops. You have one bad scallop, and then all the fucking scallops are yeah. gonna ruin your night. Yeah. If I have a bad scallop, I'm not having scallops again for years. Yeah, but not. Uh, like if I'm if I'm pissing out my butthole, <laughs> I'm not having scallops again for years. You know what I mean? I'm no, good. But, I'm good. I'll just get a, a peanut butter jelly. Yeah, you no, get that's too fine. much of an aversion from one little thing. Like, like let me put it to you this way: okay. the weed that you had was just shitty weed. You have to smoke weed with me because I guarantee. I guarantee. This you, is what everyone who's no okay. fuck all those other people. Okay. I guarantee you, you'll have a relaxing evening, and you'll be like, I need more. Okay, let me explain this. You, in your head, that's what it sounds like it's gonna be. And everyone who's everyone who smokes a lot of weed, that's like the that's like the recruitment. They're like, nah, bro, <laughs> There's no nah, bro, nah, bro. With me, that's not gonna happen. Except for the yeah, people because smoke the majority weed of now. People who smoke weed know how to smoke weed. Yeah, but the weed you smoke now is not the weed like I smoked. It was, our shit was like brick shit Mexican was, weed. But you can still get that brick weed today. You're just getting skanky weed. You got to stop getting the skanky shit. You need to get that sticky icky, <laughs> that good shit. That no, comes from a farm, not I, from some fuckers. No, because here's what's going to happen. You guys, I don't want to smoke. Like, like, oh, you smoke a shooting ass rocket or whatever the name shooting of the weed is. I don't know. Rocket. Whatever the name of the weed Sounds is. Sounds like Tara Reed's <laughs> new porno. <laughs> she, she, 
she doing porn? She should definitely she be doing porn. Is, she probably is. I don't know. Sorry, Tara. Stuff. Sorry. Yeah. She, she it didn't work out with TRL guy. What's his name? It, uh, t- oh. Yeah. Carson. Carson. Yeah. yeah didn't, didn't work out with Carson. You did a show. And I you're sure like, did. What's his name? Shout out to Carson <laughs> Daly. <laughs> <Poor Carson. laughs> but here's the thing. Like everyone thinks. But the weed they, they make now is like a whole different no, see, planet. No. Remember that guy in you're, Boston you're who came in the green room? He was wearing like a, a lab coat. And he's like, I'm a doctor. I'm here. I'm a provider. He had like a little red cross <laughs> on his lab coat. And he goes, here's Where? a gummy bear. He handed Where? a gummy bear. And he goes, would you like this gum? He goes, if you're going to have this gum bear, do you when do, you do weed? Wait, and I was, was like, no. Was this in Lap Boston? This is Lap Boston. I goes, took his gummy bear? Yeah. yeah. Did you, I eat you it? Took, yeah, you took it and threw it back like it was like nothing. <laughs> That's some stranger. You're like, well, he's wearing a lab coat, so it must be legit. <laughs> I'll just do this, whether it's meth or whoever. And and then he looked at me. I go, well, so what kind of weed? Like, if you don't smoke weed with it, he goes, just maybe saw off the left ear of the gummy bear. I'm like, did you ever see a gummy bear? Like a le- you can't even. This left. See, it's like a grain. The, the portions you have to. Here, the, you you can't. You you say I don't judge, but you're judging a whole genre of weed off of one experience. That is ignorant. Well, I, no one ever said I'm not ignorant. And <laughs> I, I can't pronounce words, so I am pretty ignorant. I'm not. You but, have to just try. Will you, will you just promise me that you'll try the weed that I smoke? Oh my lord! I don't because think I, I, can. I guarantee you. Now this is. I'm. This here's is com- the thing. I'm gonna, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get high, and then you're going to say some fucked up thing like, "Oh, d- I, have you wrapped your mind around the fact that your daughter's going to be heartbroken?" <laughs> and then my head's just going to go. Okay, let me ask you a question. Are you still stressed out about her getting finger blasted soon? All right, no, that's not, first of all, don't say soon. That's not going to happen. Well, She's a little angel. What do you consider soon? Let me ask you a question. Is is three years soon or is thirteen years Dude. soon? Which one is? Just answer this question. Twelve years is too soon. She's nine. No, but not in reference to your daughter. Just in in general, which is sooner? Four. This years? is a creepy question to ask a guy. By the way, what? Hey, what's the cool time for a uh, underage girl to be ready for sex? Like, what guy is going to answer like? Oh, you know, 13 is pretty good for a finger, right? Hey, by the way, after this, let's go to the arcade here at the casino. You know what I mean? By the like, way, she probably will get fingered in an arcade. No, she – all right. In one of those she's games where you going, get into now the, she's the, never the car. Arcade. The car ones. She's never Her vagina is an arcade for guys. All right. Well, the arcade's closed. <laughs> the arcade's closed. It's for reconstruction. It's not happening. The arcade. Okay, but wait. Let's just – let's get rid of the <laughs> fingering. Let, oh. to stop thinking about the fingering. Okay, I'm, I'm not even thinking. I'm, I'm so detached from it. It's just a conversation. Like I okay, won't but, even okay. allow myself to think about. That's good though. It. So you're detached from it. So you're not yeah. emotionally connected to no, it. No, no. Weed helps you become emotionally con- connected to things. Oh yeah, that's what I need. That's what I need you to be more, more emotionally yeah. connected. So you're aware of things, and then you let it go. Th- you don't stress about it, and you don't repress it, and then you end up having like an anger outburst in a subway in New York. First of all, I would never ride the subway. I'm better. Than <laughs> I told you I went to private school. No, I. Uh, I see these guys who have these outbursts, and I think it's because they repress their emotions. I used to have violent outbursts. I'm not saying I'm. A, I'm not saying I'm immune to it. I, I can might see punch somebody in the face at a stoplight. Yeah, in a I Walmart. Have. I can see you being one of those guys who like. No, you know Punches I, somebody who works at Walmart. Here's the thing: I could never. No, first of all, I'm not going to punch some guy who's here illegally and probably not even making a living wage. I can't do that. <laughs> but I. When I go into Walmart, I don't get annoyed because, first of all, it's on me for going into Walmart. I'm like, hey, I'm when's the last time you were in a Walmart? Not even that long ago, like three days ago. Really? Yeah. Where? I went to go cash a check at the Walmart here because my they career cash is going checks? awesome. Six bucks, any amount. So whatever, I'm killing they it. They charge you six bucks? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Dude, that's nothing. If you go Dude, to a check cash cash, they charge you 2% of the check. What? So if you get like a $1,500 check, 
you're gonna pay thirty dollars to cash your fifteen hundred dollars. Isn't there any other way to like? Why don't you go to a bank? All right. What well, are you doing? Are you a criminal? I have no. I hate Bank of America with a passion. Well, they're cunts. I understand that. Yeah. So if you're gonna be on the road, the only bank you can really have is Bank of America because there's no Chase Bank in New England or anything else. Really? Because I just got Chase, so now I'm fucked. Yeah, I would love Chase Bank, but there's no Chase Bank around. Well, me. can't you online, dude? You live in the fucking 70s. You haven't smoked weed <laughs> since the 90s. Can't you just screen grab the check and you send it to Chase? That's what you do. You take a photo of the fucking thing. Really? Yeah, you don't have to. Are you ch- are you asking for a, like a stone and they chisel the bank information into the thing <laughs> and you bring it it's to the It's like the Flintstones saying that little bird. He goes, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> All right. I know that like the, probably your average listener is like 25 too. They're like, what's a Flintstone? It's like, never mind. What's a fl- uh, if somebody yeah. asks me what a Flintstone is? Yeah, yeah. We are Flintstones. No, they know kids. what it is. You want to know why? Because when they make Molly, they put it on the Flintstone vitamins or whatever. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like another drug that I don't like. People do that drug and I, I don't judge them, but I really worry for them because that what drug. One? Like Molly See, and never, ecstasy and all that stuff. I'm talking a loud, a loud game. I've yeah. only smoked weed. I've never, yeah. I've literally never touched anything else. That's good. I think. No, but I feel like I, I don't want to die and not have tried. Well, no, I think when you get 70, that's when you're like, okay, do maybe heroin. This far, let's pop up some heroin. <laughs> let's get like. When you're 70 is when you should yeah. get addicted to heroin. My dad's 80. If my dad was like, hey Marty, I, come on over. I got, I left the spoon out on the table. I would be like, that. that's hilarious, Dad. You, you made it this far. Good yeah. for you. Good Maybe for you. I'll try heroin when I'm 80. You know, I've had friends that got addicted to heroin, like, really bad. I've, like, really, really bad. We People overdosing in my town all the time and, and dying. And See, stuff. that's what happens though, if you don't get out of these towns. Yeah. If you don't have some sort of stimulation, what are you going to do? Well, you and I are both in similar situations where, like, your town and my town are towns where pretty much everyone just born there dice Stay, there and they work th- like you don't have a dream like if you have a dream you're like what's wrong with you, you with your stupid dream yeah you got to get a good job and get you to gotta, your cubicle you gotta be, you or gotta get to the be, factory yeah you got to be a part of the machine right right i remember i went back one year this is when i first started comedy i think i was like i don't know t- 22 and i ran into somebody from school t- oh, i wish i could remember his name because i want to blow his ass up not like literally but <laughs> just like said i want to blow his ass I'm like well i mean him. scallops will do that oh, yeah. <laughs> But I remember seeing him in this bar, and he goes, "Hey, how how how's the little comedy skits coming along?" Oh yeah, yeah, you get that all the time. Because they don't believe that it could ever work out. No, and like even now, like so now that we've started to try, like you you've been nice enough to take me on the road with your place. Like last week, we went to the Iowa and all that stuff. Like yeah, we my went to Iowa and in Iowa State University, yeah, yeah. which is a beautiful school. Very cool, very flat, very cool. JoJo Who was there. JoJo. JoJo. That's my homegirl from Massachusetts. I love from Massachusetts. Um, who has had an amazing voice. Yeah. Did you hear her warm up? She warmed up in the green room and through the door, th- through the stage, the people out front heard it and roared. They've roared. Louder than any laugh you or I oh, was ever no, going to get. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You're we're like, okay, well, I guess we have to <laughs> sing. I guess comedy sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But but so. Like, Iowa State. My friends. Annapolis. Uh, they're good people. But my friends who, my friends who, um, who who saw that like they see me oh you're going here you're going there you're going here like now they're like oh wow man that's so cool like now all of a sudden it's not yeah, like my stupid cool, little thing or real. but the funny part is like they're like oh you're you're gonna be famous like uh no i'm not and uh i took a bus 10 hours to get home from annapolis <laughs> maryland with a sweaty russian chick next yeah, to me but that, sometimes you gotta do that shit that you're never above that right but i, I traveled for no. 16 hours yesterday yeah which which by the way I don't want to be above it. I think it's it's all part of the ride. Oh, yeah. It's all part of the journey. But it's so funny that to them, then it's like, oh, you made it. And it's like, I, the only thing different, I'm probably making less money than you. The only thing different that I'm doing that you're not is I'm not literally tied down, beholden to that 
nine to five into every sh- single into day. Into like yeah. a machine of work where right. there's a boss. Like if I want to consult or I want to do whatever I can, but everything I, don't, I do has to be accounted for. Right. Like 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 cookie cutter. Just like. But I think that's the American dream to be able to live that life. Yeah. Where you're not a part of some system with these constraints that you have to abide by in order to to get paid. It's so weird. It's like there's no way left in this country unless you either work for yourself or work for the government to really live that dream. You know what I mean? There really isn't. Like if you work in private business, you're lucky if you get two weeks of vacation or three weeks of vacation. You work for the man. Three weeks? You know? I mean, wha- yeah. that's... I, Europe, you go. You went to Italy. The, the, you get like twelve weeks of vacation in Europe. They t- they take the summer off. It's like hey, whatever. they take the whole summer yep. off. Yep. And and if you uh, work for yourself, I'm sorry, uh, that's very very pleasant. <laughs> if you work for yourself <laughs> and you work for uh, if you work for yourself, so funny. Rafi Gonzalez just I'm came like, in laughing. I'm like, living the Amer- <laughs> so funny. Living the American dream, and I'm like, <laughs> the American dream is to throw up on your microphone. Um, but yeah, if you if you live that now, it's a it's a different world. Like like if you work in government, you still get like ten weeks of vacation. You get guaranteed income. You get a guaranteed retirement, and blah blah blah. But you then, have to work in government. And you have to work in government. And you have to abide by all those rules. Right. And you probably have to bite your tongue on a lot of shit. Oh my you god. You probably have to turn your head all to day. a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of bullshit all that day. goes on. All day. And then if you work for yourself. The government people get a we'll huge put, cut of oh, your your gig. You gotta so, find like these little ways to yeah to just not hand all your money over. Well, yeah, it, but it's so weird that that's that's the reality nowadays. Where the American dream used to be, you get a job, whatever your job was, it was forty hours a week, and God forbid if they asked you to work fifty, you got double time or time and a half to yeah. work that extra fifty out, you know, that extra ten hours. Now you don't. Now the American dream is like that's gone. It's like. Everyone's got credit card debt. Everyone's like, if you have ten dollars in your pocket, no credit card debt, and don't owe anyone any money, you're more wealthy than like ninety percent of the people in this country. Yeah, because of what it takes to get yourself out of the situation. Average household has like twenty thousand dollars of credit card debt. Jesus. At like eighteen, twenty percent. So you're just like a slave working for a credit card company. Yeah, it's almost like the way the life is set up is it's set up to keep you in debt, to keep you in uneducated, right. to keep you to be a part of this system yep. that it keeps you from being from asking questions and, and and wanting more. And then you're and then you're and then your programs like you always want bigger, better. Like like we had the conversation about like the cars, you know. I'm like you don't need you don't need a lease payment for this much money. Why do you need a lease payment for that much? Just go get a car, paying cash for something Some that runs. Junker. Not a junker, but just like something that's reliable. A car isn't meant to be a status symbol or some great thing. That get- a car should just be something reliable that gets you from point A to it's point safe. B that's safe. That's it. My dad, see, I always made fun of him, but growing up, from the moment he got me a car, when I was like, I don't know, 17, he got me a Oldsmobile 88. Oh, look at An old 88. It was cost nice him two grand. Yeah. And from that car to the point, like just maybe six, seven years ago, we had about 10 cars. Yeah. But those 10 cars didn't add up to the cost of one brand new car. Right, right. And they all worked great. We ran them to the motherfucking ground. Yeah, that's what you do. And then he would, like, we we all had these used cars. Sure. And so when mine would break down, I would borrow his and vice versa. So I would get my car back after my dad borrowing it because his piece of shit car broke down. So we had to borrow my piece of shit car so we could get his piece of shit car fixed. I would come to a stop sign, and beer bottles would come from underneath my driver's seat. That's hilarious. Because Joe Peluso <laughs> likes to drink and drive. <laughs> Joe's old school. That's what they used to do He's back old in school. The day. He's like, I got to get to this place. Yeah. I want a beverage. Dude, I remember my dad getting pulled over, 
with beer in the car while drinking the beer and like drinking the beer while the cop's writing his ticket and the cop not even caring. You know what I mean? Like that was like the reality back yeah. in the day. But you know, it's like anything. I don't blame the guy. It's like someone always screws it up. So it's like yeah. it's like drunk drives like like that joke I said the buzz driving drunk. Driving. It's like no, nah, it's not. It's not no, buzz it's driving. Totally it's like two drinks and you're on your way home for dinner. Like you yeah. shouldn't lose your license and get eight grand in court There should be levels of it. But what happened is somewhere along the line, Someone some idiot had to have nine thousand beers and drive through a kindergarten. You know what I mean? And now I all of a sudden we need a million about, Don't talk about what I did last weekend. Oh, sorry about okay, that. Okay, it's a little too soon. <laughs> it's a little soon. It's the same thing with gun laws too. It's the same thing with gun laws. Like people freak out about the the, the gun problem. And I don't have a solution for the gun problem, but it's like I don't think the solution is magically you take away. I don't even know how many guns. There's no, more well, guns go, than people it, it, in this country. You can't take well, them away. It's, it's like what you say before. Like, you and I have talked about all this stuff, and I always say that people who are on these like, um, p- these like uh, platforms of of speaking about what they are protesting about, yeah, they're just headline readers. They they they're like gun control. Yeah. They're like Black Lives Matter. They just say words that they hear and they regurgitate yeah. them without doing anything. Well, my here's my way I evaluate things now. It's a great way to evaluate things is after some sort of tragedy happens, whether it's like a police shooting with a black person or, or like a mass shooting or whatever, I look at my Facebook and I see the people who are the first people to post are always the worst people because they don't have any facts over anything. They don't have any facts. So if it's a police shooting, they're immediately like, these police are killing everybody, blah, blah, And then you find, like the Milwaukee, did you hear about them? They had a police shooting in Milwaukee. The people burned down their own neighborhood. It turns out it was a black cop who shot a black suspect who turned around with a gun and pointed at him was going to shoot him. And the guy's got a rap sheet a million miles long. But that didn't matter. No, it, did, it was just because like, it was black. It was right, just because a like, black oh, guy was shot. It was a black guy who got shot, so let's burn the neighborhood down. And it's like, dude, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I'm not saying there's not legitimate beef. There definitely is legitimate beef with police abuse and racism and all that stuff. But not every case is that. Same thing with the mass shootings. It's like not every mass shooting is is – this gun nut guy who who it's usually somebody who's on antidepressants like not antidepressants I forgot what they call them uh, um, alpha blockers beta whatever they're uh, called oh uh, uh, yeah yeah um, the, the, the Paxil all that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, suppress I, uh, come on what is it it's killing me right now I wish I had it's um you know what I'm saying but you know what I'm like, saying like like um like antipsychotic medication right. basically anything anything like that antidepressants anything like that. those are like the majority of shootings that happen are people on those so it's like why don't you make a rule like hey by the way we're going to prescribe you this and we're going to background check to see if you own any guns and while you own these guns and you're on this medication for your safety and the safety of everyone you know we're going to take those guns away for yeah, the time being. Yeah, how about we take those guns away? Right. And how about we put a little bit more effort into mental Dude, the NRA should be all over that. The NRA should be like, hey, that's a great idea because, you know what, then every day someone's not going to try to take away all the guns for all the law-abiding people because we're gonna, we all want to weed out the bad people that are, doing, that are using guns for bad stuff. But no one does anymore. Now everyone just so, – so when I see a shooting or I see some, the first people that jump on there, that first – Those are all the people. I'm like, they're headline leaders. They, 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 they're, already, they're already decided. It's already about them. It's their agenda, and Do it's nothing else. you know what else. I call them? What's that? Inactivists. Yeah, that's because fair. Because they are trying to be activists, but right. they're not doing anything. They're just saying shit that they've read. Yeah. And they haven't even read into the story. They read the headlines. Well, it's like ha- ha- hashtag activism. That's what it is. That's it's what like, it is. Remember those girls that got kidnapped in Africa or whatever? And they're like, hashtag bring our kids, bring our daughters back or whatever. Yeah, like what? The first lady put it. Hashtag bring our daughters back. I'm like, listen, you know, Michelle, you seem like a nice lady. Why don't you walk down the hall to, I don't know, the, the Oval Office and ask your husband <laughs> to bring the girl. Like, your hashtag on Twitter, on Twitter means nothing. It means nothing. It means nothing. But everyone will hashtag it. Everyone's like... Everyone's a victim now. Everyone's it's it's a weird it's a weird time it's to It's an inactive live. time. It is. And like I, I you and I have had 
we see e either side of the the colon pumpernickel thing. Oh, oh yeah, the Kaepernick. Like you have What's the his right. Name? Uh, now, now you got me saying colon pumpernickel. Uh, colon colon pumpernickel. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. I was like Kaepernickel. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. You have the right. He has the right to protest. He has the right to do that. Go ahead. You have the right to protest. But I think it's lazy. But it's a it's a it's a bad way to protest because you're insulting veterans. And by the way, there are plenty of black and colored and minority and female and there are plenty of people who've died for this country that are not just white kids from Iowa. No, it's not all about white or black. And the irony of what he's doing by being inactive, by sitting down, is he creates a bigger divide. He fuels the hatred because what he does when he sits down and doesn't do anything, he has other people who are like-minded like him going like, yeah, fuck white people. It's white or black. Well, he was raised by white parents, which is hilarious. But here's, right. here's his the father turned his back on right. him. Right, and even if he's saying it's not white people, he's saying it's the government or whatever. I get that, but here's my point: there are better ways. There are better ways to protest that, I think. But here's now I'm speaking as a white guy, so so maybe my words don't matter year. to people. But my thing is this: if if you're making twenty million dollars a year and you're concerned about the injustice in the black community, then donate maybe, some of your motherfucking maybe money. Maybe take your money, pony it up, some and donate. Programs. Last week, there were people uh, in Louisiana on boats drowning. flooding, drowning. I'm sorry, black yeah. and white yeah. and Mexican and yeah. all not, sorts and Asian. Why don't we get a boat down there? Why don't we, why don't why we take don't care you, of that? Why don't you do something with your money besides sitting down? Dude, it's what I see. It's my biggest problem with the hip-hop community, too. It's like, oh, we're rapping, about, we're rapping about the struggle we had coming out of the hood. We're rapping about all this. And now, oh, by the way, now I'm almost a billionaire. And, so and what did you cars. do back? What here's did you do back houses. for the projects? Here's right. all this shit. Right. What so did you, you do back for your people? It's, it's laziness. It's right. inactivism. And it's talking it's you continue to pe perpetuate the problem right. by not providing solutions by sitting on your ass right. by putting yourself in the news because you know your name is going to be associated Colin Pumpernickel sits down for the yeah. fucking flag well the poetry that's really funny it's like the 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 the, act, the action that he's taking is literally sitting down which is exactly right it's the easiest action it's to take it's an activism it's the, yeah it's the easiest action to take and 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 honestly i'm going to i mean here's my thing I, I don't know the guy. He might be the nicest guy in the world. I don't Fuck know. him. And, and no, but I'm going to say, in this country... He's not a nice guy. He's a pro twat. Pr protesting in this country is the reason this country was it's founded. It's very important. So I'm not going to wrap myself in the flag and say that's what it is. I, you have the right to do that. But you also that's have... That's too bad, because later the right I was hoping you are going to wrap yourself in the flag <laughs> just <laughs> that and run around the casino. Our fuck me. But I... Here's my thing. Those people who, who do that, I don't... It, th that's your right. It's your right to do whatever you want to do on either side. I don't... I agree. Just be a halfway decent person. That's all I'm saying. Like so, so, so if you're gonna create this stir or whatever, then be responsible for it, own it, and do something after. Yeah, just don't. That's my thing too. Like, don't just say Black Lives Matter. What are you right. doing right. to make them matter more? Right. Or what are you doing to close? The, the most important thing that nobody is doing is closing the divide. When you just say Black Lives Matter, when you just yeah. sit down for the for the national anthem, you are. You are increasing the gap right. between well, that, that's everybody. That's how you get a, a maniac. That's how you get like Donald Trump running for office because you get you have the full extreme now because you have now you've just brought more people over to the extreme side, you know. And it's that's not that's not what it's about. It's not about. It shouldn't be about like it shouldn't be about these two polar poles. Like real politics and real change and real stuff should be about comes debating. from talking to people. It comes from it's They're like just the, attacking each other. Right. It's like the the Martin Luther King Malcolm X thing. It's like yeah. it's like. You eventually learn that unless you talk to the other side of an issue, you don't know. Like, my friends who are black definitely have anxiety over police shootings and everything else. And but they definitely have experienced racism. And I definitely... I, I, 
understand that. I'm not saying that, that doesn't exist. I do. But I what totally. about black on black crime? Why is nobody talking well, about black on black crime? People don't talk that about that percentage. It's higher. Right, but but here's the thing, it, it's all a lot of the stuff is perceived too. It's a, it's perception versus reality. So, if you're a young black guy who's been, um, if you're a young black guy who's been harassed by a cop before, or you're a, a or you're a young black guy who um, who's who's you know, been harassed by police or, or experienced like all this racism, which most most black youth have, right? But if you're that guy um, and you see like a police shooting on Facebook, you're immediately emotionally invested because you're like, that guy looks like me, that could happen to me. And I think white people are the same way. If you, you see white people getting shot and stuff, you're like, what the hell? Or you see like that's a problem. black and white crime. And, like, yeah. and they're not digging into right. what the bigger issue is. And that's right. a problem. Social media is the most amazing tool because... It connects information to people in this rapid speed. But what it also does is it connects Yeah. bullshit. That's about my food. We oh. just we have to wrap this up soon because okay. Marty has to go on yeah, stage. Yeah, I got to go on stage. But to wrap this up, social media also provides just headlines with people, and they use yeah. that to be the fun the, the foundation of their, their plight. Eight and they don't do anything. 80% of people don't even read the story. They read the headline, and then they, com- they comment on it. And they that's why Colin Pumpernickel... Nickel, nickel. What's his name? Colin Punker. P- Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> you, you keep. You, I'm gonna start calling him like Pumpernickel and stuff because you said Colin Kaepernick. That's like why Colin Kaepernickel needs to suck a dick. <laughs> I know you. You hate him even like like. But here's the 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 best part, and then I'll I'll leave. Um, my problem with this whole thing is it's very disingenuous because the guy's had a public platform. He had a really great. He was at the Super right. Bowl. He's so why was he department. doing that from the beginning? Well, here's why. Here's why. It's not because he's suddenly enlightened. Because he lost his starting job with the 49ers, right? So, so his what does that mean, like the starting lineup? So he was the starting quarterback, obviously, oh. and he he's not he got demoted. He's not been performing, so he's in. So the the way it was looking to shape up was that he wasn't going to be the first stringer anymore, and all of a sudden this stuff came out. So that makes you wonder too. Is this what this is about? Are because, you serious? Yeah, yeah. Is this what this is about? It's like a racial pressure against them because they know, oh, by the way, we're going to put you second string now. And then it turns around. It becomes like a rally behind me because I spoke up for my black people. And that, look at them oppressing me. It's like, no, your numbers weren't there. That's what was happening. So I feel like there's some disingenuous uh, uh, like on, on, on his side for that, too. It's like, what's your history? Was your history doing things for the black people? Yeah, why we, was he doing this from Where the beginning? Yeah. Right. Where were you before? Right. Before That's the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. Why weren't you caring right. then? You didn't give a shit. Right. You were sitting down then. You're sitting down now. Colin Pumpernickel's a piece of shit. <laughs> you have to go on stage. All right. Yeah, I got to go on stage. Thanks. Okay. This is fun. Bye. Bye. Don't be scared. Show another part of your life. The more drinks in your system, the harder to fight. When I move, you move. You reach internal revenue. So if I'm out of here. Hi. Yeah, I just got a phone call saying there's a lawsuit. Um, I wanted to clear that up. It says the IRS wants to sue me. Can you give me some information? on mom first of all let me check whether i'm talking to a right person and when did you receive or got any message regarding this may i know ma'am i just got it and i'm, I'm kind of worried about it like three minutes ago mm-hmm. okay just hold on am i talking to mrs jessica yes Ms. Jessica, please confirm your address. It's f***ing. Am I right? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. And yes, ma'am, there is a lawsuit filed against you by IRS. So, I'm here to provide you information regarding your case file, okay? So, first of all, please grab a pen and a paper in your hand. 
Hello? Yeah. What was the address again? We do have the address is oh one. Yeah. One three seven oh one oh one. Oh, oh, one. Two oh ones. Sorry? It's not two. Yeah. It's oh, one. I repeat. Yeah, it's oh, one. Hello? I'm, no, I'm here. So I'm, I'm just very. I'm, what I'm telling you is, ma'am. What, what is the law? Can you tell me the grounds? Of this lawsuit, on Sorry. on on what basis am I being sued? I will provide you all the information regarding that, ma'am. First of all, I will let you know the lines which we are talking is recorded and monitored by department. So while providing your information regarding your case file, please do not interrupt me in between. When I'm done, I will give you fair enough time to speak on it. So the reason of my call is to inform you that IRS has found some serious allegations on your tax filings. They have done a random audit on your tax filings for the year of 2010 to 2015. And they found some serious miscalculations on your tax filings. Miscalculation in the sense that you have paid your taxes on time but not with an appropriate amount. The taxes were not paid with the correct amount for those years, for which there is a lawsuit filed against your name by IRS. And regarding the lawsuit, we have tried sending you a legal notice. In the Sir, month can of I just June. ask a question? Just hold on, ma'am. In the month of 2016, sorry, in the month of June 2016, for which you have not responded back, ma'am. So I need your very fair intention on this recorded line. Why didn't you respond us back to the letters which we have sent you? I don't. I don't know about any letter. But how much money do I have to pay? What? What? How much is the lawsuit? But first of all, are you sure you never ever received any legal notice, ma'am? Because yeah, no letter in your files and in. In your system, there is a USPS tracking number mentioned over here, ma'am. It means a letter had went at your doorsteps. Yeah, I didn't get a letter. Maybe it's the address issue. You guys have the wrong address. Okay, but right now, right now, ma'am, you are in a big, big trouble because there is a arrest warrant in front of me, and IRS is looking at the big picture. They are going to start with the legal procedure Oh man. This is the last call last call we are giving you to inform you about your case file. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I'll pay well, how do I pay how do, what's gonna happen? Listen to Listen to me yet I'm not done with your files. I will just complete Sir, I can't like I can't you don't understand. Like it's been really hard. Like I can't I can't afford this. Like what's gonna happen? How much money? Sir, this is really, like, I'm really scared about this, sir. Like, you're not telling me what I did, and then you're saying I'm owe you, I owe you money. Like, I have two kids. I can't even afford rent, and you're telling me this right now? Who are you? 
Mom, please don't cry, okay? Please don't cry. Have a sip of water. It's very easy for you to say, sir. What's your name, sir? You're you're not you're not the one being told that you will owe the IRS money. There's a lawsuit, and I didn't get any letter. Hello, ma'am. We have tried sending you letters. Now you didn't receive it. Sorry to say that, but I can't help but out. My job is to inform you about your case file. Okay. Hun. Sorry to. Ma'am, listen to me, okay? Calm down, calm down. I will just. Read it's really hard to calm down, okay? sir. Because, because I have told you this on the recorded lines. This recorded lines are gonna go under your favor in the courthouse. So just hold on, ma'am. The courthouse? I have to go to a courthouse, sir. Hello. Listen to me. There are two options available for you, ma'am, to calm down. Okay, calm down. Please chill. Okay, have a sip of water. Let me complete the file. I will give you a chance and you can ask me whatever doubts you have and I will help you out surely, okay? Okay. Let me read out your documents. Just hold on, okay? Just give me a few seconds. has done an audit on your tax files for those years. It's 2010 to 2015. And IRS found out your tax worth amount is $3,786 is been unpaid. And, uh, sorry, hello, mom. Sir, I don't now. have that kind of money. Ma'am, see right now, in this easy way, I will let you know, there are two options for you. One is a, uh, you can fight this case legally in the courthouse. A courthouse, sir? A courthouse like this? A courthouse? Listen to me, me ma'am. There is a second option, a resolvement option for you, provided you, provided by our attorneys, only because you don't have any criminal record in the past. This is the reason our attorneys have provided your resolvement option to take care of your amount. It is $3,786. You have to pay this amount to IRS, and they are going to cancel your arrest warrant at this moment. I, there's a warrant for my arrest? You can fight this case legally in the courthouse, and court will at least charge you penalty charges for $45,000 for defrauding IRS. So it's all upon you, ma'am. What do you want to do? Do you want to fight this case, or you want to resolve this case outside the courthouse? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have that kind of, I don't have that kind of money, but I have, I have an uncle, maybe he can help me. My, my uncle Bill. Now money, money, CC ma'am, don't cry, okay? I'm here to help you out, don't worry. Bill Gates is my uncle, don't tell anybody. CC ma'am, right now, money is not the concept. Right now, the important thing is to cancel your arrest warrant at this moment. Arrest so, warrant? So, Hun! yes, ma'am. So, calm down. Calm down, ma'am. Calm Hun, down, okay? Hold on. I have to tell my boyfriend. He's going to get really mad. Hun! Ma'am, please don't this. This guy says that there's a lawsuit, an IRS lawsuit. Lawsuit!
You did this. You did Hello. this lawsuit. Sir. It's your fault. I knew there was going to be a lawsuit. I'm going to make you pay for this. <laughs> you stupid idiot woman. Now you have a lawsuit. Now there's a lawsuit. Oh. Hello. Hello. Yes. My 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 boyfriend just got a little mad. Hello. Yes, my boyfriend just got a little mad. Mom, why did you stole him? Because I don't know what to do. I only have one rich uncle. Mom, I. I told you I am here to help you out. He just shouted at you, right? I heard it. He did. He got a little physical. Why did you told him? Because. See, ma'am, right now, I'm ma'am, ma'am. Please don't cry. I can, I can feel your situation where you're standing right now. Okay, please. Even I, I'm feeling very bad for you, very sad for you. Okay. Mom, see, I'm here to help you out. Don't worry. He just got Listen physical and he called me right fat. Right now? He called me fat. Mom. It's just been hard please. because I haven't what? been able to work. He called me fat and I haven't been able to work. And now, like, this is really, I don't know what to do. Like, I, ha I have, I can call my Uncle Bill, but I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. See, Mom, don't call anyone. Don't call anyone and speak a little louder, please. I, I can barely hear you. So what I'm telling you is, Mom, right now, I will talk to our attorneys, okay? Don't worry. I will tell them uh, data is ready to resolve the case. But you have to at least come up with fair amount, ma'am, to prove yourself innocent. Right now, how much money do you have? So you, I can talk to the attorneys and I can tell that the data is ready to pay some kind of amount. Right now, do you have any kind of amount so I can tell, talk to the attorneys and they can put you on the payment plan option and they can cancel your arrest warrant at this moment. I Otherwise, mean, you're going to be in a big trouble, ma'am. I don't want to be in big trouble. I mean, I, you can't, this is recorded, but can you just stop the recording so I can tell you who my uncle is because I don't want this to get out in the news. No, I don't want your uncle's information. I'm asking no, no, you, no, do but you I'm have telling some you kind of amount? The amount, the amount I can get is from my uncle, but you're going to have to get it from my uncle, and I don't want to tell you on a recording who he is. Please, sir, I, my, my boyfriend just called me fat, and he slapped me. Like, I can't handle much more here. I'm trying to work with you, but you have to work with me, too. Oh, my God, ma'am. Why did you told your boyfriend? Because I didn't know what to do. You were saying you were going to arrest me, sir. So I was telling you, please calm down. I'm here to help you out. Okay? We will help you out. But for that reason, you have to at least come up with some amount. Fair amount. At least $500. Right now, do you have some some kind of amount so I can talk to the attorneys? I mean, I have some amount. I, the, I can, plan option. the only way I can get the money is, is from my uncle. And he's got, like, money for me, but I can only get access to it once. And, and I don't, I think, you know, he, he left, he has it in, like, a, a trust for me. It's so, a, it's hello, a, hello, ma'am, listen to me. How much money your uncle can give you? I mean, he has a trust for me for, like, I think it's going to be, like, two million or something. Hello? Hello? How much he can, 
Hello, mom. He he has a trust for me, but I can only access it once, and that's it. And that's why I don't want to tell you how who he is over the recording because it's it'll be public okay. news, and it, I don't okay. want him to get in trouble. But I can only access it once, no. and it's a fund for see, me. See, mom. See, mom. Listen to me. How much money you can ask for her? Ask from the uncle. You can ask the whole amount. It's three thousand seven hundred and eighty-six dollars. Well, the trust fund is for two million. So if I ask him for it, he's gonna give me two million. But I. He will give it. Hello. Uh -huh. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I can hear you. Hello. So. You know, I just don't want future problems. Is two million enough? No, I, we don't need your two million dollars, ma'am. Oh. We only need your unpaid amount. It is three thousand seven hundred and eighty-six dollars. We only need this kind of amount so that we can cancel your arrest warrant and you won't get any big trouble into the courthouse or something. Yeah, but you, you Otherwise, just, if you, you find, you should just keep the rest. I don't. I just want this to go away. You know, I don't want to worry about this. So, see, what I'm telling you is, ma'am, right now, if you ask for the uncle, you're going to ask money from your uncle, right? Yes. So, how much time do he going to take to give you money? Um, I can call him. I don't know how long it would take. Maybe like, because a, maybe you like have a year. Only Maybe like a year? A year? Yeah. Oh my god. Ma'am, you have only two hours to cancel this arrest warrant. What? Can you understand me? He's, he's vacationing in Jackson and Caicos. Oh my god, ma'am. You are going to be in a big, big trouble. What? Don't say that that loud. Yes, ma'am. Sorry to say that. What's going to happen? Are they going to come to my house? Yes, ma'am. They're going to come to my house? Ma'am, see, see, see what I'm telling you. Is listen to me. You don't have any kind of amount, at least $500 with you in your checking account, or in your credit card or in your debit card. What, sir? You don't have any fair amount, at least $500 with you right now. I don't, I, when are they going to, there's somebody here, is that them already? No. Sir? Hello? Is that them? No, no, it is not them. We have not transferred. Uh, the IRS are here! Fucking asshole. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.